At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas, live at the South Point. Your other host is on the East Coast, out in Boston, Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Great to be with you, my man. Hope the VGK game was good, and I know I spoiled it a little bit there with the uh, with the Carolina Hurricanes. You didn't but, spoil it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at least we got a W there either yeah, way, Pritch. That's but, right. Uh, you know, one, one thing to just comment about, Pritch, one thing uh, we saw last night and something to move forward with and keep an eye on, windy unders in college football. We saw this happen with uh, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan last night, Pritch. Remember we saw both these teams scoring a ton, hitting a lot of overs, yet that total was 68, got down to 66. What's notable there was that windy under opportunity because, again, you had about 15 miles an hour of wind. The mm-hmm. under did come through. Pritch, both games tonight are windy under opportunities as well, seeing both lines drop in action. But here's an angle to keep an eye out for. When the wind is 10 miles an hour or more and the total falls at least a half point. So not only do you have this windy under edge where, where you're going to maybe have some missed kicks and uh, maybe your, your passing game isn't as good as it would be on a regular night with no wind and also maybe you're going to run the ball more, chew up the clock. 10 miles an hour or more, total falls leads half point, 42 and 23 to the under this year in college football, Pritch, 65%. So we got matches tonight. Yeah, something I always look for, Pritch. And the other thing, we got three this weekend, TCU, Kansas, Northwestern, Purdue, and North Texas, FIU would also be your windy under. So the other thing is also, Pritch, you got to jump on these a little bit early. If you wait and look at game day, you you know, a lot of times these windy unders have already fallen four Mm -hmm. or five points. So try to identify them early, but windy under Emu in Western Michigan last night cashed. And uh, we got a couple more matches for it tonight. So it should be a good show, Pritch. How you doing? Are you banged I, up? I, I'm this, doing. I, I'm, a little, I'm a little yeah. banged up. Uh, hockey game, <laughs> you get banged up at a hockey game, right? Uh, one thing I did learn last night, puck possession. Uh, and Carolina <laughs> definitely indeed implemented that against the uh, the VGK, the Golden Knights there. But what a production. Uh, first hockey game out here in Vegas. Of course, went to a lot of hockey games uh, out in Denver uh, with the Avs. But uh, spectacular evening last night, but ready to get after it with you, Josh. You give me so inf- so much information. I'm filling up notebooks, uh, so I got to go back and watch the show to fill up my notebook again with all that information you just give- gave us right there at the top of the show. We have to get to some information in the National Football League in regards to news and notes, injuries. Uh, Atlanta Falcons running back Kadero uh, Patterson ankle will be considered a game time decision for Thursday night's game against New England. Uh, that's per Arthur Smith, the head coach. A problem here, Josh, because I was just watching that tape uh, of the Falcons uh, recently against the Cowboys. And you think about Kadero Patterson and the fact that that guy only played 15 snaps in that game. Uh, and Atlanta, Arthur Smith in particular, could not adjust to not having Patterson out there. The game plan went into the trash can, and they couldn't adjust to that. So my thinking going into this game is that, okay, without Patterson practicing, uh, he's going to be able – Arthur Smith is going to be able to fine-tune the game plan, making sure that his staff can adjust as well. I know the Patriots are laying seven here, but I don't think we're going to see the same Falcons offense this time around on a short week like we did last weekend. 
I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, Belichick kind of got this thing going with Patterson a few years ago when he started, you know, just out of necessity, having him having him be a running back and running the ball more. Now he's kind of a this dual threat, kind of this throwback player that has a really big influence on the offense. So, mm-hmm. you know, with Patterson being questionable and, you know, will he be a game time decision? Will he play or not? Either way, Pritch, you've seen a lot of movement toward New England. A lot of these early lines open Patriots laying about six. It's been bet up all the way to seven. Uh, if you're waiting for a seven and a half, I don't know if you're going to get it because a lot of these books at seven are kind of juicing up the plus seven a little bit to the Falcon side. Like it may get back down to six and a half. So that is something to look for. I know New England is going to be a really, really popular teaser play here. Minus seven down to minus one. Just win the game. The Patriots are rolling right now. They've won four straight. Uh, and now, Pritch, the conversation has totally changed in New England to is is it is Belichick the coach or the GM having the better year here? So you know when when he was getting all the criticism when when Brady left and won the Super Bowl, now it's like you know totally the other way and Belichick's the man again. Uh, but I would say, Pritch, you know, kind of a buy low spot in Atlanta. It's okay. disgusting. Uh, again, a teaser play here for the Patriots, maybe. But primetime dogs. How many times do we have to look at these lines in a primetime game and say? Falcons got no shot. Miami Dolphins got no shot against the Ravens, and mm-hmm. yet these teams continue to cover. So if you're looking for Atlanta, I would say, you know, keep waiting. Maybe you get a seven and a half, but there is some juice buyback here on the plus seven. You'll get dogs off a blowout uh, on a sweet spot here. If you've been blown out by 20 or more, come back the next week uh, and you're a home dog. Nine and four ATS this year, 69%, 58% ATS the last decade. Primetime dogs, 70%, 21 and nine. So it doesn't make much sense. It looks disgusting, but if you're making me either take the points or lay them, Pritch, I got to go primetime dog Atlanta, although I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm intrigued by that Patriots teaser to bring them down and just win by less than a field goal. Yeah, that's one angle. I am looking at the Falcons in this one, to be honest with you, because I, I do uh, want to see Atlanta uh, in a situation knowing, okay, Patterson's going to be out. So in other words, Arthur Smith, who's the head coach slash play caller, uh, could not adjust to that. The fact that Patterson went down and also his offensive coaching staff cannot adjust to that. Uh, that offense looked horrible uh, for the Falcons there. But, okay, a week of preparation with a guy who accounted for so much uh, uh, production on your offense, 473 receiving yards, 303 uh, rushing yards, uh, eight touchdowns, seven total touchdowns. Uh, so it's incredible that a coaching staff like Arthur Smith uh, could not adjust to that. And that's why I have pause right now. But I am looking – I am looking for that angle, though, uh, the Falcons on that prime time, time dog situation here. Yeah, they're a system match there, Pritch. And also, if you just kind of look at just classically speaking in terms of sports betting, buy low, sell high. If you're mm-hmm. going to lay the seven with the Patriots now, not only are you in a really public spot here, almost 80, 90 percent of bets are on New England, but also uh, you're getting the worst of the number. Laying a seven when you could have gotten a six and the Patriots have won four straight. So really, uh, those games when they were playing like the Cowboys and the Bucks early in the year when they were really contrarian opportunities, that's now gone. The Patriots, I think, with now that they keep winning, they're back to being that really popular side. On the flip side, Atlanta Falcons, they've lost two straight. You just get blown out. Now you're at home on a short week, getting an inflated number, only getting, you know, 15, 20% of bets. The more I look at it, Pritch, if you can get seven or maybe a seven and a half, I think you got to maybe rock this primetime dog system match and look at the Falcons here. All right, time to welcome in one of our favorite guys here at VSIN, Adam Burke, a VSIN analyst, uh, daily newsletter author, uh, point spread weekly contributor. I mean, this guy is everywhere. Find him on Twitter at Skating uh, Tripods. Adam Burke, how are you? I'm doing well, Pritch. How's it going today? It's going well. Uh, off to a, a great start. Went to a hockey game last night here locally. <laughs> Those Excited about that. Those I are know. a lot of fun, and uh, I hear you talking about puck possession. We have I, to start talking about advanced hockey metrics here soon. <laughs> we might have to. <laughs> we might have. Don't tease me now, Adam. Um, <laughs> I want to get to some NFL plays here, though, because we have uh, a game that's interesting to me. Interesting to a lot of people, obviously. The, the Packers, for instance. The Packers, their offense isn't that great. I mean, 
think they're ranked in the 20s, even with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. They're laying two and a half against the Vikings here. The Vikings playing decent football. I think they're inconsistent. 49 is the total in this game. What do you make of this game? Yeah, you know, initially, Pritch, I looked at this game on Sunday night, and I thought, okay, this line looks a little bit cheap to me with Green Bay minus the two and a half, not opening at the minus three like I kind of would have expected. And then now we see this line coming down a little bit to minus two. So that's a red flag for me in terms of liking the Packers here in this spot, which I do, and I did play them at two and a half earlier on in the week. Look, the Vikings, six turnovers. It's the fewest in the NFL, but they're 17th in percentage of drives ending in points, and they're 19th in points per drive. 19th. So they're not turning the football over, and they're still not scoring. So that's a really big concern for the Vikings. But on the flip side, Green Bay is kind of having the same issue, where they take good care of the football, but they're kind of in the middle of the pack in terms of points per drive and scoring percentage. So with that in mind, I do like the under 49 a little bit in this game. But I also like Green Bay largely more of a play on their defense than a play on their offense. Their defense is really, really strong. Minnesota doesn't stretch the field a ton. Maybe they run the football with some effectiveness against the Packers, and that's why this line has come down a little bit. But that is my concern, Pritch, is that you know, I talked about liking the, the Bengals minus two and a half against the Browns a few weeks ago. Thought that line would get to three. Never happened. That was a very telling indicator for me. Kind of afraid that this game is going the same way. So I'm a little bit stronger on the under 49 than Packers minus two and a half. Mm -hmm. But I just think Green Bay matches up pretty well here. Adam, it's great to talk football with you. And by the way, I'm waiting on my uh, my version of your Sam Adams from uh, from Cleveland here with my Patriots rolling there, even though I lost the teaser on the on the Browns anyway, so it doesn't matter. But uh, well, I would want to ask you, you know, Houston, Tennessee, you had this on your board today. You want to talk about this game. This is really interesting because I think the public, they see a big number, but they don't really care. Tennessee uh, is 8-2, and 7-3 and three straight up. We all know how bad the Texans are, 1-8, 4-5 and five ATS. But I think it, when this was at 10.5, we're showing 10.5 on our board, but I'm seeing some books get down to 10. Uh, it looks like there may be some bites at the apple here with Houston. They are coming off a bye. They're rested. It's a divisional spot with a lot of points here. A classic system for me is a road division dog getting double digits, something to look at uh, You know, last five years or so, especially last uh, couple years. But also conference dogs, 61%. And we know road dogs have been great this year, 63% ATS. So walk me through this one. If you can find the hook, is this a Texans uh, plus 10.5 play? If it gets down to 10, would you still lean Texans here? First thing I got to say, after a beatdown of that magnitude, I might have to send Josh an entire keg, let alone a, a case or, or a bottle or a six-pack or something. Uh, that game went I'll off the rails it. very quickly there for the Browns. All right. As far as this game goes here with the Texans and the Titans, look, you look at the offensive performance for the Titans here in their two games without Derrick Henry. 3.6 yards per play against the Rams, 4.5 yards per play against the Saints. And look, I fully understand Houston is not on the level of either one of those two teams, but Tennessee is really struggling offensively without Henry. Tannehill has not played particularly well. Julio Jones is on IR. A.J. Brown has not been healthy all year long. They've, I think they have like 18 different guys that have caught a pass, and only one guy's caught more than 25. So this is an offense really trying to find its identity right now. And when you talk about having to cover 10.5 points mm -hmm. in a game with a total of 45, you have to have some level of efficiency to your offense, and I don't know if the Titans necessarily have that right now. Terod Taylor back with a game under his belt and also some more practice time for the Texans. He's certainly a better option than Davis Mills. I think Houston can cover this number plus the 10.5. I don't know if they threaten an outright win or anything crazy like that, but I think getting double digits here, you've got to like the Texans in this spot. Well, it is interesting, though, because power ranking standpoint, I guess people are gravitating towards the Titans a little bit. And so I'm thinking back when the Buffalo Bills laid 17 and a half against the Texans at home. Now you got the Titans, who's supposed to be the best team in the AFC, only laying 10 and a half.
Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's a really good point. One thing I will say, maybe look ahead to the yeah. Patriots next week for the Titans. Okay. That could be a bit of a problem, too. All right. I'm staying away from the Texans. Uh, full disclosure right there. Uh, come up next, uh, we still have Adam Burke uh, in studio. we got college football. Get his thoughts as well as the college football playoff committee. That's coming up next right here on Descent, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you, and so is Adam Burke. Uh, he is our VSEN sports betting analyst, also contributor to Point Spread Weekly Daily Newsletter. And speaking of daily newsletter, uh, you have a recent write-up about the college football playoff. I mean, as betters, we're trying to anticipate what the committee is going to do or what the playoffs are going to look like because we have these odds available to us. Alabama plus 350. You've got Georgia leading the way plus minus 120, excuse me. Oregon 20 to 1. Ohio State plus 400. So looking ahead, Adam, um, committee trying to do something um, with an agenda here or, or can as a better, I mean, do we look at this board objectively? Yeah, I think there may be a little bit of an agenda here from the committee. And when you look at Alabama here and you look at the fact that Mississippi State is the only four-loss team in the top 25, and Arkansas moved up four spots from beating LSU by overtime in a 16 or in overtime by a 16-13 score, all of a sudden the Razorbacks move up four spots. They're the team that Alabama plays this week. To me, it looks like based on what we're seeing at the bottom of the college football playoff rankings, the committee is trying to put together this agenda to say a two-loss Alabama team should be in the top four. If Alabama were to lose to Georgia, and if it wasn't in a blowout, if mm -hmm. it was played you know, very close, maybe a last possession win for Georgia, something like that, I think the committee is setting themselves up to say, look, Alabama played a far superior schedule to Cincinnati. Okay, they lost two games, but both the games they lost were two ranked teams, one of them being the number one team in the country. Thanks, Cincinnati. We appreciate what you did. You won all your games. Good for you, but you didn't play anybody. So I'm sort of seeing that kind of come together based on what we're seeing at the bottom of the rankings here. And I think it would be disgusting for college football if a perfect Cincinnati team didn't get in. But I think the committee's kind of trying to set that up. Or if nothing else, they're hoping Cincinnati loses a game and they can go ahead and make history putting two loss Alabama in there. So that was kind of what I picked up on from last night's rankings. But of course, you know, still two weeks of the regular season plus conference championship games to figure this all out. 
Adam, let's jump into your playbook for some of your games this weekend. And one in particular really caught my eye. We actually talked to Mark Zeno yesterday, who had the same angle as me. And I love it when I can just overlap people I respect who are on the same side. It gives me even more confidence in general. So I think the play here is South Carolina. They're at home against Auburn. This is a 7 o'clock game, primetime game Saturday night. Big majority of bets here on Auburn. They have a better record. But Auburn, they've struggled a little bit here. You know, they've lost a couple games in a row. Mississippi State, Texas A&M. I think people are just totally dismissing South Carolina because they're you know, five and five, and they've kind of rotated wins and losses all year, but kind of saw an immediate move down to South Carolina. A lot of these look ads were Auburn laying like 10 points, quickly got down to seven and a half. They're contrarian in a heavily bet game. And if you look at home conference dogs, where the line either stays the same or moves in their favor, 43 and 31 against the spread, 58% ATS this year. So uh, sell me on this one here, Adam. Do you like South Carolina, the Gamecocks, and the points? Well, one of the big reasons for the line move is that it came out after the game that Bo Nix has a broken ankle, and he's done for the year. So to be back up T.J. Finley that goes for Auburn here, he's only thrown 33 passes, and this is a brand-new offense, a new coaching staff for Auburn. So that's something that's a little bit worrisome for the Tigers in this situation. Also an angle I look at at this time of the year, teams trying to get that sixth win. They want to go to a bowl game. The players want that experience. They want to be seen by the scouts. They want that national TV audience, the swag bag, everything that comes along with it. South Carolina still needs a win to become bowl eligible. Maybe they get it against rival Clemson next week, but I think that this is a game that they can absolutely win. They've played much better at home here so far, and they're getting over a touchdown with a backup quarterback making his first start for Auburn on the road. Gamecocks defense is pretty feisty. It's not the most talented unit, but they do play really, really hard. And lastly, Auburn has the Iron Bowl on deck. Mm -hmm. To me, I think that's, at this point, their season. That's their Super Bowl. They can knock Alabama out of the playoff picture in all likelihood. I think that's the game that Auburn's really prepping for. And with a backup, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, Pritch, with a backup in this game, to me, it sort of feels like the game plan is more getting him ready for Alabama, more so than trying to win this game against South Carolina. That's an interesting point uh, right there. And don't sleep on the, the bowl watch. We called them a Bolex when I was going and getting bowl watches, <laughs> Bolexes. Um, but when you think about Bo Nix not being a quarterback, okay, you have Bobo, uh, this coordinator now, uh, used to be at Georgia. He's a coordinator. Was at, at South Carolina that, too? Yep, ab absolutely. Uh, a lot of times they can program a young quarterback like this too. So uh, I would dive into tendencies and certainly uh, Bobo, the offensive coordinator, what he likes to do. Uh, in this situation, getting ready for Alabama, I mean, that's a, that's a different animal right there for this quarterback. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's definitely a fair point. And, and look, again, I mean, you, you think about these angles in terms of situational spots with rivalry games at this mm -hmm. time of the year, too. I mean, you know, does Auburn come in fully focused for South Carolina? Mm -hmm. Does that collapse last week? help them refocus after blowing that big lead against Mississippi State. But to me, I just think South Carolina getting more than a touchdown at home where they've played a lot better than they have on the road. I like the Gamecocks here in this one, especially with where that line's sitting. Adam, there's another play that you listed, which uh, just a quick shout out here. We have a good promo going on at VEASAN right now. The uh, $20 credit to our store. If you sign up and get the mid-season package here for only 99 bucks, I say that because there's a great shirt I love at the VEASAN store. Keep calm. There's still a game in Hawaii. So it involves this late Hawaii game at 11 o'clock at night, Eastern East Coast time. And I'm looking at maybe an underplay here, Adam. You know, open around 54 and a half. It's down to 54 at some shops. This would be a windy under match for me, about 15 miles an hour of wind in Hawaii. You also look at both these teams good to the under. Colorado State six and four to the under, uh, Hawaii seven and four to the under. Would this be an under opportunity for you, Adam? And, and how do you break down this game in terms of the total? Yeah, this is an underplay for me. And also, I'm kind of interested in Hawaii in this game too, getting plus two, plus two and a half with the Rainbow Warriors. Colorado State, 
Good defensive team. They're top 30 in yards per play allowed, but they're a very poor offensive team. They don't have bowl hopes now, so maybe they treat this trip to Hawaii as a little bit of a vacation at the end of the year. So maybe they're not fully focused, not fully ready to go, which kind of feeds into why I like Hawaii. But Hawaii here, under five yards per play Mm -hmm. in Mountain West Conference play. So this has not been a good offense. They throw the ball a lot, but they're very inefficient in terms of doing so. And as Josh mentioned, usually get some wind down there in Hawaii. So this is one where I do like that under 54, 54 and a half range. Also kind of looking at Hawaii plus the points, maybe the short money line price there plus 115. Just not sure Colorado's fully fo- Colorado State, excuse me, is fully focused. And frankly, they really haven't been since Steve Adazio messed up the end of that game with the field goal, <laughs> not having a timeout, mm-hmm. not, you know, all that kind of thing. So I kind of like Hawaii a little bit in this spot. How about this one? Uh, Rutgers, uh, Penn State. Uh, a lot of things surrounding Penn State, this program, their head coach, for instance, too. They're 6-4 and four with this record. They're laying a big number, though, uh, minus 17.5. I mean, is that a bet that you would play or focus in on, understanding, too, everything that's happening around program? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think USC can do better than James Franklin for what it's worth, but mm-hmm. obviously his name very much in contention for that job. You got a three-score spread here at 17.5, total of 47. We'll see if we get some weather in play on Saturday. Always a possibility, you know, at this time of the year. But I think it's just a really big number. Penn State's got Michigan State on deck. They haven't really fared well against ranked teams this year. I think that's something that they want to focus on. And also for Rutgers, you talk about those five-win teams. Right. I don't know if they're going to win this game outright. We've seen some crazy things in the Big Ten. But they are obviously trying to get to a bowl game. They haven't been to one since 2014. So, you know, that's especially an angle I look at. Teams that have long bowl droughts, if they're on five wins, I expect them to play very hard with however many games are left. Adam, every time we have a college expert on the show, I always got to gauge everybody's temperature on the Heisman because we've seen a lot of movement here. Uh, Right now we have Bryce Young plus 175. He's kind of been the favorite for quite a bit now. We got a couple guys closing in. C.J. Stroud, who's getting a lot of money here recently. He's plus 225 right behind, uh, you know, uh, Bryce Young. Then Kenneth Walker, the the almighty running back here for Michigan State, plus 350. A couple guys beyond him. I know Corral's been in the conversation the whole time, plus 700. Kenny Pickett's turned it on late 25 to 1. Any, any of these guys jump out to you? Mark Zeno pointed out uh, C.J. Stroud yesterday. Is Stroud a guy who might continue to put up big numbers and, and maybe be a worthwhile pick, or are you looking at someone else on the board? I think at this point there's not a whole lot of equity in the odds, but to that end, looking at C.J. Stroud, and look, you got Michigan State and Michigan here left. If Ohio State wins both of those games, they'll be a double-digit favorite in the Big Ten championship game, and they'll be a team likely to go to the college football playoff due in large part to what Stroud's been able to do here so far this season. The stage is set for him to have a big game against Michigan State. I don't think people realize how porous that Spartans defense actually is. However, I also think Kenneth Walker can have a big day against Ohio State this weekend. I kind of lean over in that game for what it's worth. But yeah, Stroud has two really big data points Mm -hmm. to make some noise here against Michigan State and Michigan. So you know, if he's able to put up numbers in those two games, then the award probably should be his. And I think it's certainly a possibility. I know, but the momentum's still on the side of Bryce Young, too, with Alabama, right? I mean, it's crazy to think about. Kenneth Walker the third could have a spectacular game against Ohio State, which would be incredible for him, plus 350 right here. Yeah, I think they'd probably have to win the game outright, Yeah, you know, for, yeah. for that to happen, especially because, as we know, I mean, it, it's a quarterback-dominant award for mm-hmm. the most part. So it'd be tough for Walker to overcome Young or Stroud, but if he's got a massive game in him in Columbus on Saturday, it's a possibility. OSU laying 19-2 in that game against Michigan <laughs> State. Uh, Josh, incredible to think about right there. Adam Burke, that was awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have Thanks, going, Adam. Guys. Appreciate you having you in studio, of course. Uh, when we continue the program, we're going to get to fix it. 
some big problems in the National Football League that we have to address, Josh. We'll get to those coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. And so, Josh, it's time for Fix It. Uh, got three teams here that uh, needs our help. Uh, we're going to help them out right now. The Rams offense. Uh, what's happening there? A lot of a lot of badness is going on uh, with this Rams offense. The last two weeks, uh, two touchdowns for Matthew Stafford in particular. Uh, four ints, two hundred sixty-eight and a half yards per game, twenty-six combined points. So here's a problem: um, McVay cannot evolve his scheme. Like, it's not supposed to work by trading quarterbacks and getting a different quarterback uh, for this year, and then all of a sudden, that's the answer, that's the solution. Uh, it's a work in progress always. Everybody's not Tom Brady, but even Tom Brady struggled. If you think about the half, the first half of the year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that offense wasn't humming. That offense was not clicking. It was not until after that bye week. So you have Stafford, and you think McVay, and McVay's going to think that Stafford's going to be the solution. Well, you keep changing parts, though. Uh, Robert Woods, unfortunately, goes down. I get that. But your scheme, McVay, isn't the answer. Your scheme is not the reason why you're going to win the Super Bowl. It's the players, in particular Matt Stafford, who needs to have more chemistry and develop a, a better feel for all the players out there. So you bring in Odell Beckham Jr., right? You think that's going to help your scheme. No, it's not. Because you know what's going to happen? <laughs> Matthew Stafford is not going to have any chemistry with Odell Beckham Jr. And, and when is that going to happen? You know, what week are we talking about here? You're getting closer and closer to the end of the season and the playoffs, too. So, to me, the Rams need to fix it. McVay needs to fix it. He needs to evolve away from his scheme and understand that his players need to make plays out there in order to win those games. Pritch, I think you laid it out perfectly, and I really think this bye week could not have come at a better time here for the Rams. You mentioned last year we really saw the Tampa Bay Bucks get their mojo going after that bye week. So uh, you lose two straight. You haven't really looked good. You know, Stafford's making a lot of uh, turnovers and long interceptions, and mm -hmm. I guess you could kind of say a couple of these are just basically like you're punting the ball, but still, you don't want to be turning the ball over. Uh, and obviously, I think losing Robert Woods is a huge injury for them. I kind of liken it, Pritch, to, to Julian Edelman or kind of a, a slot receiver type guy who's very, very reliable and maybe doesn't get all the accolades but once you take him out of the lineup, you really, really see how a team can drop off here. So I think getting this extra time, coming back, I'm already looking toward this next game, Pritch. This is going to be a big one on the 28th. Uh, Rams going to Green Bay. Uh, this game, the look at right now, I think is only minus one and a half Green Bay at home. 
And one interesting thing, you know, you have Sean McVay coming off two losses, but McVay in his career off a loss, uh, almost like that Mike Zimmer type situation that did cash against the Chargers last week. But McVay off a loss in his career as coach of the Rams, 14 and seven against the spread the following week. Uh, so obviously he lost this, he lost this week because he lost the previous week here. But historically, especially with some extra time, a guy who's known as an offensive guru, I'm with you, Pritch. Your scheme is great, but you got to tailor it toward your players. And I think that's important. Getting this extra time now, two weeks with Odell, uh, a lot of practice here to get him acclimated and give, give all your you know your big guys kind of a, a breather here with a week off. Right. I think that's important. So uh, I would look at this McVay off a of bye. And also, Pritch, a lot of these system matches, if they're only getting one and a half on the road, you have the McVay off a of loss system match. You also have these road dogs off a of loss who have done well this year, 61 percent short road dogs plus three or less so let's see how this thing develops moving forward i think you're going to buy low on the rams who you never had that opportunity early in the year when they're really popular winning all these games we're going to see what they're made of now pritch and i think it's on mcveigh at least you got some extra time to kind of figure this thing out well it's the reason why tom brady he wanted uh antonio brown or or he wanted and it was necessary for him to have gronk uh because you're thinking about a quarterback and the comfort level that they have to have in the pocket uh the dependency on these receivers to get open uh, when he, they need them to get open. Like when you're running scheme and you're scheme-oriented, you think your scheme is going to solve everything. But these players, especially November, December, it's a, it's a win league. You, you have to go your individual matchups and you have to win. You have to create separation. Uh, and also, at the same time, your quarterback has to be on the same page and have that chemistry. He has chemistry with Cooper Cup, and that's why Cooper Cup's doing fantastic uh, this year so far. But everybody else... Where's the chemistry for Matthew Stafford? And I think during this bye week, Josh, which you alluded to, uh, McVay's got to start focusing in on that. I'm right there with you. Get in the bubble, you know, start start working it out and getting all these plays down and really focus on, uh, obviously, you know, again, I think with Woods, it's like if you're a new quarterback like Stafford to a new team, yeah, he's mm-hmm. a veteran. But you got to know, guys, where are they going to be and where are they supposed to be? And can you, and I think with Mac Jones, one thing you're hearing a lot about is he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's anticipating moves and putting balls where they're supposed to be before a guy comes out of his break. So I think with some time, hopefully that benefits uh, the Rams here. I got no dog in this fight, Pritch, but you know, I always root for quote unquote dogs in general. So if you're getting plus one and a half, everybody's on the Packers here, yet you're getting all these factors with extra time with the Rams. Keep an eye on the Rams in a couple weeks. Let's see if this thing may, if you see it creep down to one or get down to a pick them, then hey, you're going to see some serious money coming in on McVay here. Okay, time to fix uh, the Cardinals rushing attack. 22nd and DVOA last three weeks. Uh, Non-quarterback rushing yards. uh, Non-quarterback rushing yards not included in this stat, I believe. Uh, So we're looking at 84.3 yards per game. Uh, And so non- quarterback rushing yards you know what I'm referring to right Kyler Murray uh even though Colt McCoy was fantastic though uh, against San Francisco I, I mean look the rushing game for the Cardinals they're ranked eighth they're a top 10 rushing team uh, 125 yards per game uh the two recent loss though uh for the Cardinals they haven't ran the ball very well at all uh Edmonds is hurt certainly Connor's there but it's all about Kyler Murray I mean the threat of what Kyler Murray can do throwing the football is no longer there it hasn't been there. It hasn't been significant that way uh, in a couple of key games here for the Cardinals. Once Car- Kyler Murray gets back on the field, I think that solves everything for that rushing attack for the Cardinals. 
I agree with you, Pritch. And again, this team is kind of hard to cap because it's really just night and day when they have their big guys out there and when they're hurt. You know, you look at Colt McCoy who had that, you know, big win against San Francisco, which is kind of a, you know, maybe an aberration here. But actually, after starting 7-0, and they've lost two of their last three. You know, what's the deal with DeAndre Hopkins? When's he's, when is he going to come back? How's Kyler Murray? These are the questions that we need answers to, especially if you're going to get down or lay points with the Cardinals. Now, Pritch, I'm going to go the other way. I want to buy low on Seattle here in this upcoming game with Arizona going to Seattle. What's interesting is, you know, a lot of these lookheads were actually Seattle minus two, but then off that terrible loss, you know, on the road, getting shut out 17, nothing to the Packers, you immediately saw a quick adjustment to where the Cardinals were minus two and a half. So I'm saying, okay, you know, maybe that means, you know, Hopkins is coming back, Murray's coming back and there's something wrong with Seattle. But I actually think that's an overreaction. And I believe the way kind of this line is trending is it may get back down to two or even get down to, I don't know, one and a half. It's kind of going back towards Seattle here. And really, Seattle, if you're going to give me Russell Wilson as a dog pitch in his career, he's about 60% ATS as a dog in this spot. He's got a lot to prove after, you know, he didn't play very well. And, you know, Pete Carroll's complained about the referees, which I don't like that pitch. <laughs> as a better, I complain about the refs. But if you're a coach, you know, leave that leave that to the fans and the betters. Uh, but in this spot, divisional dog at home, Seattle off a bad game. I don't know if you're going to get a plus three. I don't know if that's going to happen. If anything, I think this line is going to drop a little bit. But another uh, situation I always like is when you're a dog and you get shut out the previous game. It doesn't happen very often, but these spots here, 3-0 and ATS this year, you're about 64% ATS the last decade. I'm looking at Russell Wilson here getting points, and maybe you gamble and take a 2.5, and, and then Kyler Murray and, and Hopkins are out, and this thing gets down to a pick em or something like that. Right. But I'd be looking at Seattle in the division getting points. I'd take the points with Russell Wilson here. You know how people say defense wins championships, Josh? They do. Well, yeah. Is that true anymore, though, Fritch? It's not true. No, I'm going to prove it right now. Offenses wins championships. For instance, the Bucks defense. We're going to go over the Bucks defense. Uh, opposing quarterbacks the last two weeks, 48, 71, 68%, 471 yards, uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 65 combined points, right? So what's happening with the Bucks defense? Nothing. Uh, they're injured. Uh, they, they're older. Uh, they're missing key components right now as far as a pass rush and generating sacks that way. But the problem with the Bucks' defense is their offense. Uh, Tom Brady, I, I mean, they're averaging 30 points a game. When you come under your average against the Washington football team, only scored 19 points. That's on you, the offense, not the defense. Uh, I mean, when you're going against New Orleans and you score 27 points and a lot of interceptions out there, that's on the offense. Offense wins championships. Brady proved that last year even. Uh, so I'm looking at the Buccaneers differently. I think their defense – is, is going to be as good as it is right now. I don't know when they get healthy uh, how much they're going to improve. What needs to improve to help their Bucks defense is the Bucks offense. I think you're right, Pritch. And again, if Gronk and, and Brown come back and they still look like they're struggling, then I'll be worried. I'm going to reserve a little bit of judgment here, Pritch. And I would say, you know, with Brady, now Brady and Arians are sniping back at each other. And <laughs> you know I'm a Brady guy, but releasing man in the arena during the season, talking about all your wins with the Patriots, like if I'm a Bucks player, I'm like, can you focus on our games, Brady? Like, can you wait to do that to the offseason? Yeah. Pritch, I love the Giants plus 11, plus 11 half. You can find them. Double-digit Monday night dogs uh, are 17 and 8 ATS, 81%. Give me the G-men. Probably losing, but Covering that number Monday night. Yeah, I think when you release a documentary on your career, is your career over? I mean, you got one leg out, the, one foot out the door maybe here with uh, Brady. Who knows? Uh, keep an eye on that. Great point, uh, Josh Applebaum. Come up next, some market insights from Josh. That's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy NBA. Action with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions all season long. Just download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in a game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Uh, So, Josh, um, looking at futures right now in the National Football League becomes tricky. Uh, Let's look at Coach of the Year because we talked about this yesterday a little bit. You know, the bet on the Patriots, AFC championship odds versus – I don't know, Bill Belichick, Coach of the Year, for instance, right? So we have Coach of the Year odds here. Uh, take a look at these. Vrabel, believe it or not, plus 450. Who would have thought that would be the case after the previous three years with Vrabel? McCarthy, plus 500. I mean, that's incredible that these two coaches lead the way here with Coach of the Year odds. Yeah, it's really intriguing here, Pritch. So I think a couple deserving names. I know, like McCarthy, I get it. You know, the Cowboys are back to, you know, being a pretty competitive team. But, you know, he coached them last year when no Dak, he's not very good. Now Dak's back and he's good again. So I think <laughs> right. that more more speaks to Dak than it does McCarthy here, Pritch. Uh, Rabel makes some sense just because, you know, Titans are, are really good this year. And I don't know if they're really good, but they have a really good record. And if you can consistently win these games and, you know, now you lose Derrick Henry. But I think maybe the Titans may see some regression moving forward. Now they're really kind of being overvalued just in general. So, Pritch, I go to Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. You know I'm a homer here, but uh, I think Belichick at 12-1 to 1 or 10-1 to 1 now, I think he's what was like 15-1, to 20-1 to 1 to start the year. I can just see a narrative forming here and a narrative building. You know, you went from so low on Belichick to how could he let Tom Brady go and, you know, what a terrible move it was bringing in Cam Newton and sticking with Cam Newton. Then he spends a lot of money. Then he lets Mac, Mac Jones fall into his lap, which Pritch in New England, there are questions of, did he really want Mac Jones? Was he forced to take Mac Jones? You know, there are questions there, but I think, uh, you know, hindsight, you know, history is twenty twenty here. But uh, I think Belichick, not only does he have uh, a lot, you know, behind him saying, hey, he's doing this with a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. He signed all these guys in free agency. Matt Judon is awesome this year and a lot of guys he picked up. I just see this ball rolling, and now you're getting some momentum here with this Patriots team. I think Belichick's got it right where he wants it. The quarterback isn't the best player on the team. It's a fundamentally sound team playing all three phases. I look at Belichick 10-1 to 1 here, Pritch. I think that, you know, it's kind of like, how do you take Belichick? He, you know, he'll always win this award. I think he's only won it maybe three times or something like that. Um, but I think 10-1, to 1, that's where I would I would go with my money on Belichick right here. Okay, Kingsbury's on the board, too, plus 600. Uh, he's going to be as good as Kyler Murray. We all know that, too, right? Uh, but Belichick with a rookie quarterback, who, by the way, this rookie quarterback uh, uh, inching closer and closer as a favorite of rookie of the year, I believe, too. So, you know, I, I think it correlates, Josh. I think you're right. Uh, before the season, we talked about Bill Belichick uh, and his Scorch Earth Tour. Uh, we saw that last year with Aaron Rodgers. He won MVP that way. So coach of the year right now for Belichick, four wins in a row. Uh, they're going to be on Thursday night, uh, a showcase game there indeed as well. 
I mean, that's going to gain momentum, I believe, 10 to 1 right now. Uh, if you're interested, could be the best price here. I think so too, Pritch. And again, you're seven half, you know, seven point, maybe seven half point if this thing continues to move favorite against Atlanta. Now, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. This is when it's a dangerous game here, Pritch. But now you're seven and four. You know, Tennessee with no Derrick Henry at home. Maybe that's a Patriots minus three spread, something like that. Mm. You have to go to Buffalo. Buffalo isn't as tough a team as maybe we had expected here. Then down the stretch, you got Buffalo again in the Colts uh, at the Colts. That could be a tough game. But then you finish off with Jacksonville, Miami. So you could be looking at a you know the 10, 11, 12 win team here with the Patriots. Pritch, I got the over nine and a half. I didn't look good on the win total early, but starting to get some momentum here. And I think uh, the credit of Belichick getting this done with a rookie quarterback cannot be understated. Uh, I think there's a lot of momentum building on Belichick to get a lot of the praise. And you're hearing it around the national media, Pritch. Yeah. All these people who hammer Belichick for cheating and Spygate and all this stuff. Uh, now they're, they're speaking pretty good of him, speaking highly of him right now, and I think that could influence some of these votes. Process of elimination, uh, Matt LaFleur, 12-1. McVay, we talked about him, 14-1. They're still tinkering. Uh, Zach Taylor, uh, maybe they have a big game against the Raiders coming up. Uh, he can get back into the mix too, 14-1 with Bengals. McDermott, long shot, 25-1. I mean, it's a given how good the, the Bills are. And then Sean Payton, 25-1 as well. Yeah, I mean Lafleur kind of intrigues me twelve to one. I mean you're you're up into uh, you know a ten to one or higher type payout, and you know they do have a really good record here, and you know Rogers obviously uh, you know putting up some good numbers, and I think Lafleur we got to start looking at his win loss record in his career, Pritch, isn't he? Like I want to say he's he's got to be like thirty five and five in his career. I mean you give a lot of credit to Rogers here, but I think you give I think all LaFleur the credit to Rogers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Pritch, he's getting misty eyed, so don't don't give him too many accolades, all right? <laughs> right. We got your Market Insights podcast again every. Single day, you can catch uh, the thoughts and, and some of the plays from Josh Applebaum insights as well. What do you have for us today? I appreciate it, Pritch. Yeah, we got so many sweats tonight. If you're betting on sports, it's a great Wednesday night across different leagues, college, pro, everything. So let's start off with uh, a little bit of action here. I'm on both unders tonight, Pritch. These are windy unders. We let off the show talking windy unders. Uh, when the wind blows 10 miles an hour or more and the total falls uh, at least a half point, you're up around 65% this year. Central Michigan at Ball State, that total open 62. It's now down to 57. This is something that you really wanted to jump on a little bit earlier, uh, but I'll, I'll still play these windy under system matches. Hopefully, you know, you'll cruise easily and nothing's easy in betting. But um, I like that under. I also like um, Central Michigan on the money line, Pritch. This was notable to me as a dog to fave flip. You actually had Ball State laying two and a half to start. And Central Michigan is now flipped to a minus two and a half favorite. So Central Michigan, they've been rolling here a little bit. They've won a bunch of games in a row. They're, they're scoring a lot of points. I like them on the money line to win this game and also that under. Then the other game, another under, another windy under system match. When these hit, I got to play them. You know, cash last night there with Eastern Michigan. Mm -hmm. But this total opened 64, Pritch. It's down to 59 and a half. Try to find a hook on a 59 and a half. I think you can find it. Uh, I know some books earlier were maybe creeping down to 59. But I'm also like in Buffalo and the points there. This one's kind of kind of crazy to me. It's kind of fishy. It doesn't make much sense. You look at Northern Illinois seven and three, and I think they're six and one. In their last seven, something like that. Then you look at Buffalo. They've lost two straight, and they're only four and six. But Pritch, if Northern Illinois has a far better record than Buffalo, then why did this line only open at two and a half? And why is it down to one and a half? You're getting some movement here toward Buffalo. I'll take the points. I would even consider a money line play. I think Buffalo kind of gets it done at home here. So both unders and then a money line Michigan, Central Michigan, and a Buffalo plus the points. And then Pritch, one game in college basketball that's going to get a lot of attention. It's the most heavily bet game of the night. It's also the most lopsided game of the night. And when you say most heavily bet and most lopsided, Pritch, I get excited. Butler tonight. They're at home against uh, Michigan State. 
everybody's on Michigan State. I'm seeing almost nine, you know, nine, nine and a half out of 10 bets, 90% of bets or more laying the points with Michigan State. They open around two and a half, three. They pretty much stayed exactly where they're at, where they're at. This is kind of a line freeze. If everyone's on Sparty here, why didn't Sparty go up to minus four, minus five? It's kind of stayed where it's at. So it tells me some liability here on Butler at home as a home dog. Uh, if you look at Ken Palm, not only is this your most number one contrarian play of the night, but you have Ken Palm having Butler only lose by one point here. So I think if you're getting a three, and it looks like anytime it's at three, you get a little buyback or at least juice movement back toward Butler. Uh, I'm on Butler plus three tonight. Uh, and then, Pritch, if you're looking, uh, you know, we're making you a puckhead here. Pretty soon you're going to talk Corsi and <laughs> okay. Fenwick and all these advanced metrics. Uh, we're getting close. I can feel it. But if you're looking for a sweat, Release the Kraken tonight, Pritch. I'm on the Kraken. They open like minus 140. They're up to minus 150. We've seen some pretty good uh, pretty good uh, results here from these home favorites. Mm-hmm. Getting the last change and getting you know the crowd behind you. Home faves this year are 158, uh, 63% overall. Uh, and we've seen this movement towards Seattle. And also Chicago, pretty bad as a dog. 1-9 as a dog, 0-5-1 uh, on the road. So I'll be sweating that play. And then if you look at NBA, Pritch, uh, Bulls, late night against the Blazers. You're going to have to walk a tightrope here because Damian Lillard and Norman Powell are both questionable. So if they're in or out, this could really move this line. But I kind of like taking the points here with the Bulls. They okay. open at a lot of shops. I think they were getting maybe two and a half. They're down to one and a half. Uh, when you see these big line moves of a, of a full point or more, kind of what I call severe move, they're 12 and 6 ATS this year, 67%. They're about 54% historically. So if you keep giving me this Bulls team, Pritch, getting points on the road, mm-hmm. I'll sweat Chicago Bulls here plus one and a half. Well, great job on the NBA last night. I mean, laying 10 and a half uh, during the show. I think it was 10, Utah and, and Philly. <laughs> uh, it closed at minus 11 and a half. It did not matter as the Jazz took care of business 120 to 85. <laughs> Yeah, and those are those plays that, you know, you feel like too many points. It's too many too yeah. many points. But anytime you see public kind of on that dog and yet the line moves further to the Jazz in that spot, always piques my interest here, Pritch. So we got a lot going on. Pritch, what are you doing tonight? We got so many sweats. You got, you got every, Are your bets lined up? Are you ready to go tonight? Yeah, I, I'm, I might dabble in the NBA, I think, or, <laughs> or somewhere. Um, I'm, I'm, certainly I need to find a, a play or two. And I'm looking at some of the plays that you uh, talked about here on the show, too. So uh, I'll let you know via text. Uh, for sure. Uh, and then with hockey, I think all I can handle is puck possession. All the, all the analytics, I don't know if I can handle that right now. Uh, great job yeah. on the program. <laughs> yep, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks, Pritch. Good luck tonight. You too, Josh Applebaum. That was awesome today. Come up next, The Edge, right here on v the Sports Betting Network.